it's so weird. I was on a big delay once, and the pilot said to me, he goes, here, he goes, I use WhatsApp. Let me contact you on that. And so that was how I learned WhatsApp. And then I found out later he wanted the WhatsApp so that he could talk to me. Oh, no. <laughs> when, are you coming to, when are you coming up here next? I, let's get together. I'll have dinner with you. I'm like, oh. Oh, 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 oh. And I was wondering why can't we just text, you know, when you're on a big uh, delay, you know, mm-hmm. usually the crew changes, exchanges phone numbers. Oh, but no, his motive was not. He didn't want the paper trip, paper trail. He did secret. not want the trail. <laughs> That's what I, after you told that story and then we were setting up our group with WhatsApp, I was like, is it okay if we write on there? Because I didn't want you to think I was the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I showed up at your room yesterday at six Yeah, th- she called me at six in the morning and she goes, what room are you staying in? And I was like... <laughs> I told you, but I was like, I'm not the first a- thing he said was, I'm not a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand by passengers. See me at the podium. Your seat is empty. Non-Rev Lounge is a travel and aviation podcast. Monique, Laura, and Tyler are three friends that work for a major airline as gate agent, flight attendant, and ramp worker. During this podcast, they will discuss using their flight benefits to travel the world as well as talk about things that happen at work. They have guests on almost every week to share their travels and stories, leaving tips on the best places to travel or things to do. Enjoy! All right, welcome to Non-Rev Lounge. I'm Tyler. I'm Monique. I'm Laura. And we announced we have a celebrity with us this week. Yes, we're so excited. We're excited to get to him. Anyone that follows Non-Rev stuff on Twitter, Instagram, I think TikTok. I don't know TikTok, but he's got a big following there. Is stand by with me, so we're excited we're going to get to him. But before we have a question for Laura. Oh, oh, okay. You had Brittany on your flight. So excited. How Brittany. was she as a passenger? Who, was, who drank more, you or her, on the flight? <laughs> she had one little glass of wine. So less, you had more. Yeah, I had more. <laughs> so she was in the back? No, she was up front. She was in premium economy. She was trying to get business class, but we had two D1Ts that kind of beat her out of that. Oh, man. And she was a D1, but she wasn't a T. It was just kind of sad. I wonder if she regrets using the one then. No, because she, that was actually left over from her flight. It was into, a rollover. Uh-huh, okay. Into London. Oh, okay. And then she used it. To go to Denver. When we landed in Phoenix, she went on to Denver. Smart. With her mom. I got to meet her, see her mom again, Dory. I was wondering if she regretted like, because you served her a drink, right? Yeah, actually, she was in my area. She was in my, and she was the first person. I so mean, here's the question for Monique then. Go. Would you take premium economy that Lara is serving you or business class to say LA? If you could, if the, if you, you could the from pre- London? From London. Oh, that's hard. Premium economy with Lara, business class to, to London. How full is the rest of my cabin? Like, does Laura get to hang out with me pretty much the whole time? Right now, no, no, it's full. I probably take business. Sorry, that's all right. Over that's La- fine. Laura, yeah, because she's not going to be like really visit me that much. I so I, I would want to like lay down and sleep and stuff. Well, Brittany was kind of getting <laughs> mad at me because I kept bringing people up to for her to meet. Because I, I told everybody on the crew van that she was on our flight, and I said, "I said this is my girlfriend, Brittany." And then she, she said, "You know, people think I'm your girlfriend, not just your friend. <laughs> you should just say this is my friend, Brittany. This is after I've already introduced her as my girlfriend." I'm like, okay, whatever, all right. They need to bring someone else up, or do you cut it off then? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun though. I took her up to front, and we sat and gossiped for a little bit. Oh, nice. And all the crew members had to come over and tell their stories. Oh, I like that. That's fun. fun. But definitely, it's fun you got to fly with her. I loved it. I don't know if I've been on your flight. Have I? I don't think you have. If it was, it was when we didn't know each other. Well, dang it. Back with US Airways to Hawaii or Salt Lake or something. 
Have you been on a Lara flight? Not I don't as think a you have. No, I would love to be on well, one of flights. Oh, that would be fun. So. It would be really fun. Like, yes, I would. But I would be like, I would probably actually bug Lara because I'd just keep like, keep come visit with me. And bring drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Brittany's like, which, which break do you have? She was so cute. So we had someone reach out to us from the, from Delta. Did you see that? Uh-uh. So a guy up in Salt Lake listens to us. Another dentist. Another oh, yeah, dentist. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. So we have more dentists than we have VPs of network, like TV <laughs> network fans. Parker was our first one, though. Yeah. But he wrote and he said he, enjoyed, he loves the show, loves the podcast. And he says he got a job. Well, he, he was someone's registered guest, I believe, and got booted. And so even though he has he's a dentist, that was a big job, he goes works for them seasonally. Which is smart, yeah. But gets flight benefits for the whole year. So, and he says they either work summer or winter, the seasons. He chews. Wow. He works like wow. three months in the summer or the winter in Salt Lake year benefits. So, that was really cool. Yeah, that is. I thought that was pretty cool. He reached out. Kind of like, yeah, us driving a van for a hotel. You know, kind of like he found a little loop and he gets to travel. So, that's really cool. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for reaching out. Some reason dentists love us. We love our dentists. <laughs> well, all three of us have nice, nice teeth. Mine are fake. That's another story. Yeah, he does have fake teeth. Does he really? I wish we would have got a picture when he lost them. That would have been really good. Some of them are fake. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> All right, let's get to Connor. Let's get to standby with me. Woo! This was a fun episode. It, but I got real excited when he started talking about Chili. Oh, yeah. So. Okay, I have to admit, when I first met him, I fangirled. So hard! <laughs> so hard! Yeah, he's been someone that I've wanted to have on the show for a long time, and he's always been pretty, what's the right word? Not it's always been like we didn't know if it was a guy or was a girl was 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 it yeah we didn't know what kind of because that's aloof but uh, he just said yeah I want to be more out so we're glad he came to Dallas and we lives in Dallas we came into our events and and not only did he come to our events I want to tell you he circulated and talked to everybody yeah he's got a great personality yeah he has a great he was a very helpful do you remember what you said when you were drunk I was not drunk I was cocktailing there is a difference okay what you said when you had been drinking what did I say. He said, I'm glad he doesn't have podcasts because we would lose all of our listeners to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't say that. <laughs> I do remember that. So, And I was it was cocktailing only because Mo and Tani bought me a shot. Okay. That was a good shot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was a great guest and uh, a lot of fun. So let's get in the show. All right, so we're really excited to have Connor with us. Ever since we started doing this podcast, I've always kind of looked at Connor. And you don't know who Connor is. But Connor is a big name in the non-rev community, in Huge. my opinion. Yeah, really big. It's standby with me. Mm-hmm. So if you are on Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. same on TikTok. TikTok as well. Yeah. So if you know standby with me, then this is Connor with us. I wanted to have him on for so long because I, so I told him last night over dinner when we were together, I said, anytime a question comes up or an idea, then I wonder what was your take on it because you have such a good opinions and you're so versed in all the non-rev and your opinion and and witty and then we steal your stuff too because you'll post something on twitter and i'm like that's a good question i'll put it on our notes the next week so <laughs> you probably heard stuff like yeah it took it from me so <laughs> but uh welcome to the show and uh, it's great to meet you connor thank you so much i appreciate it i've been listening for a long time it's what i would listen to on my commute and i would always listen and like th- there has been a couple times where you'll like reference me or name drop and like i'll turn around and i'll like replay it for my girlfriend or fiance now oh um, congratulations Thank you. She's super cute. Thanks. Yeah, you got to meet her last night. I'll make sure she gets introduced to you tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah, it, this has been so cool, and I'm glad this is finally happening. And you make her listen to you that that we dropped, we name dropped you. That's oh, yeah. awesome. That's awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, you might have realized she's not much of an ab geek. So like I'll do plain stuff and she like could not care less. But when it's involved, <laughs> she likes to help out. I think that we should say not yet. Not she's yet. not an ab geek. But <laughs> We're going to keep trying. Are we all that way except for you? I mean, your husband works for the industry, but does, does Tawny care about airplanes? Um, she likes to fly on them. Yeah, well, but yesterday they did go over early to Founders Plaza and she was sending me pictures of planes. Okay. But then she was done, like like 10 minutes, and she was like, okay, when are you coming over? Yeah. So. And that's a, my wife, Katie, she's very supportive, but she wouldn't go do stuff on her own. But she's had a good time here. But yeah, so you're kind of same group. like Perfect. Yeah. My people. Yeah. Same, Connor, same. Good. Okay, I, I can we tell the story? You can cut it out if you want, but I got to tell a story about how Kelsey outed Connor. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Connor, for a while you were mysterious. Mm-hmm. Oh, mysterious. By design, yeah. Uh-huh. And so Tyler would, Tyler, I told Tyler, I said, well, we could have him on and we could do that voiced, you know, disguiser thing so that we wouldn't. He goes, well, he doesn't want to be seen either. I go, well, then we could do it over Zoom, you know, with the, just an avatar. Yeah. And so, anyway, so you had tweeted something that you were in Columbus. Well, Kelsey, a very big part of the show, was like, on that, so she starts looking through the computer and trying to figure out who, you know, if it who it was, and then she settled on you. And we have a group chat. And she's like, oh, "I think I know who it is. I think I know who it is." And she was so excited. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And then afterwards, I felt like, "Oh, I was kind of sad. We knew who you were." Ruin the mystery. Yeah, it kind of ruined the mystery. <laughs> so it's kind of sad. But anyway, I'm glad you're out now. Absolutely. No, it's been fun. And that, Tyler mentioned to me at dinner last night that he wasn't sure at first if it was a boy or a girl. And I was that kind of made me happy. I was trying to be very ambiguous about it, trying to post things from different perspectives. I would ask Nicole sometimes, like, hey, does this sound like something that you might say? You're so, very, very androgynous. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you have another count, the not Connor. Yes. And you mm-hmm. and you and this not Connor, the standby with me and not Connor would always be together. So I was like, I think it is Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you're on all these different social media platforms and stuff. Like, what is your, your goal with that? That's a really funny question because I actually don't know. I've been doing this for a couple of years now. And the goal, it feels like, has changed every few months. First, I'll, I'll tell you, I started writing kind of blog post style. And there's actually a website. And I started doing this, I want to say it was like 2015 or 2016. I had just come back from Belize, which is like my first international non-drive trip. And my goal was to do like travel writing and explain new destinations and things like that. And then I realized I'm not very good at blog posts. So (laughs) kind of pivoted, started the social media and just started posting pictures. And from there, I wasn't sure. And you can tell if you go back and look at the history, you can't really tell if it was just some random guy posting random pictures. There wasn't a whole lot of a story. There wasn't much of the educational component. And I realized it was just kind of an extension of my personal account that just happened to be mostly planes and mostly travel. And then I realized, all right, if I'm going to start doing this resource and we're starting to help people especially folks in the office, new hires who are coming on trying to understand how non-rev works, what to do when they're flying standby. I realized it's just a place for me to collect some of the tips that I've learned over the years. So instead of having to re-explain every time someone new comes on, I can point them to resources. Like we'll talk at lunch and I'll be like, hey, is this something that you might be interested in? Or maybe you're flying to XYZ place. I've already written about it. Here's like my 10 favorite things. And I'll send them some information. So that's kind of the goal. I've got a website where I'll collect tips. But I'll be honest, I have not updated it in a while. So it's mostly just Instagram posts, Twitter posts, and the Twitter side. I just really enjoy engaging with the community, asking questions, learning tips from people who are from different perspectives, based somewhere else. I've learned a lot from Twitter um, and social media in general. And I think that that's the two components, sharing tips, 
and then engaging with the community. But it also sounds like, so you don't have to talk to your coworkers as much. <laughs> you yeah, can exactly. just say, refer to. Yeah. I was tired of repeating myself. Stop asking time. me questions. Yeah. <laughs> no, you do such a good job of that, though, but just you're bringing light to all different kinds of subjects and aviation and travel. And yeah, so it's, you're, I think you did a great job with that. That was actually a really hard thing for me to realize. I didn't know that there was a difference between travel and aviation when I first started. I was like, we're in the airline and they're kind of like super intertwined. But I realized when we're engaging with the community, there are kind of two sides of it. There's people who are interested in travel and might not care if they're going on a 737 or a 787. And then you've got people on the other side who are like very interested in learning about the planes and specific ramp operations and getting really technical. And trying to cater to both audiences, I found, takes a different approach. I think that's kind of us a little bit, though. Like I'll like, talk about airplanes and you're like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, but where does it take you? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that is a little bit of the... Well, and Laura is a good mix of both, I think, as well. I, I like, yeah. Yeah. And I've become more so since meeting Tyler, really. I think I'm more travel than aviation, honestly. I, I love aviation, but I, I was wa- watching the British Airways plane last night, the 380 last night, and I was like, and taking pictures of it, like that's aviation. It's like, but I'd rather be on the plane than taking a picture of it. <laughs> oh, see, and I was sitting there trying to figure out what is their configuration on it? I was like, is it rich people on top, poor people on bottom? Like, that's what I was trying to figure out how that works. And Brittany informed me it's actually front, rich people in the front, poor people in the back. So all the way. Anyway. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just stuff the non-revs in the middle seats <laughs> in the back. But that's something even that aviation, like you look at that, but that's not just travel. Like that's a little bit of aviation. But also yeah. you work in the gates, you're kind of wondering. So. Well, and also I'd be like, where would I be sitting? Yeah. <laughs> in the back. <laughs> On British Airways. That's so, true. You guys are more travel. Probably more travel. Yeah. Connor, tell us about your job. So I work to support the aftermarket operations of airlines. Um, So what that means is when I first started, I was looking at the repairs of specific parts that came off of an airplane. So right, I think if you look on the Boeing website, you will see there's something like 600,000 parts on a 737, right? And each of those components, some of them are consumable or expendable parts. Some of them are repairable parts. Some are what we call in the industry, rotable parts. So serialized parts, time track parts, things that might have a hard limit or have been written to the maintenance program where they have to be maintained at a certain interval. So my first job was taking those parts off an airplane, making sure I could find someone who was certified and approved to go repair those parts, get them back on the airplane as soon as possible, or at least back into stock so that we could get them positioned in warehouses to ensure the next time someone writes up a part that we have that part in the right place and it can be installed on the airplane as quickly as possible. Sure. Give me an example of a, of a part. Oh, man. So... Oh, you're opening up a whole lot. (laughs) Good, good. So what about like uh, special livery that you see with a nose that doesn't match? Is that your fault? Oh, no. Oh, no. Here we go. (laughs) Um, Actually, yeah. The bozo nose? (laughs) Yep. So the the livery project, right? And this is liveries in general. Yeah. But I was actually part, one of my first jobs or one of my first special projects here was to support special livery um, aircraft. So the idea is, right, imagine you have an airline that has... 900 airplanes of those every single one of those airplanes has a we're talking nose cone so radomes here Uh every airplane has a radome that's painted in a certain way how many radomes do you think you need to have in stock at any given time it's a hard question and that changes right so you've got x amount of spares you've had to invest in them and you position them in places where you think a plane might need maintenance now if you've got special livery then you have to decide all right do i need or let's say multiple liveries do i need five radomes in one color, one radome in another color. If only 0.1% of your fleet is a special livery, 
do you want to keep that radio in that specific color or do you keep it painted and just hope that plane doesn't need it? So maintaining the balance of how many of those radomes are painted in a certain color is one question. The other question is, all right, if that plane ever does need a new radome, do you have time? Do you have the wherewithal to go get that airplane put down in a certain place to get that extra radome installed? And that is a more complex question than it wow. seems. And it's with that with all the parts on the whole airplane. It's not that we talk about one piece of that's just Oh yeah. Yeah, the painted components are their own rabbit hole that you can thing. dive into. But yeah, but the radium itself. And I learned that that's called a radium. <laughs> yeah. And there's that. At one time I was in Honolulu on an overnight. Was I, no, I was in Maui on an overnight and Monique was working the plane that was going to come pick our crew up. And she sent me a picture with the radium up and she says, I don't think this looks good. And I'm like, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Well, the problem is too, when the wide bodies come to Phoenix, we don't have a lot of extra stock of them. We certainly mm-hmm. don't have any radium sitting around. So yeah, oh, yeah, so when things do go wrong, it's usually we've got to fly that plane if it is operable, like to another city to pick up a part or we've got to wait for someone to bring that part to us in Phoenix. So usually when there's any kind of maintenance issue, things need to get fixed on the wide bodies in Phoenix. We're like, oh crap, this isn't yeah. good. That's, <laughs> you know, that's a long delay. Like it's not a quick fix at all. Well, we have a hangar in Phoenix if they should put the wide bodies. They if only make... we knew someone who helped stock those repair pieces. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From my <laughs> lips to God's ear. <laughs> I don't think the, the wide bodies fit in our hangar though. That is actually a very interesting yeah. question. Different hangers, right, can only fit certain things. Yeah, that's a... Uh, well, we had 747s, America West. They never in the hangar, though. 757 barely fit. Oh. Out so, of luck. Can I ask a question? So we do Airbuses and Boeing. Mm-hmm. Is there one that needs more repairing than other? Oh, good question. Ooh, I don't know if I know the answer to that question. Okay. I think that might... A maintenance guy... Or they would have maintenance more person okay. help, yeah. And do, do you mm-hmm. focus... You said the 737. Do you focus on that, or do you do the, all different fleets? Across the board. Okay. So let's get back to traveling a little bit. So what is your biggest pet peeve when traveling? I don't know. I, I realize I'm fairly easygoing. I think the biggest pet peeve is when you see people who, actually, wait, I think I'm going to walk this back. I was going to say people who cut the line for boarding gates, but I know that's but not. But you have Laura right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you one of those? Well, I mean, uniform. In TSA, uh, oh. she does. No, you mean the boarding? You mean or oh, I was thinking boarding. Okay, yeah, oh. I Well, I guess I have to get on first before you. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> But um, you can't get onto the gate agents are there, and we can't correct. cut lines. So as a gate, you're you're always like, move over, I'm coming through. Like, so <laughs> yeah, you can go that's sit what in I the break room. <laughs> is KCM gone now, or is it still? Oh no, kind it's of around? still there. Okay. You know, they just made some modifications. Gotcha. Okay. That's a nice way of saying it's terrible. Right? It's, an, it's under new management. Says. I thought it's under new management, and <laughs> I um I haven't I've been really lucky. Oh really? Uh huh. Right, tomorrow. I, I don't get well. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'll get random. Yeah. Well, actually, pet peeve, I don't know if this one counts, but airport terminals that don't have enough outlets. There's some airports out there where you're like fighting for outlets or you're like going like 10, 20 gates down to find one. There needs to be more outlets in all terminals everywhere. That's a good one. That's what it's nice to have the club. You you usually have them in there. Oh, yeah. So mine, along with that, would be airports that don't have clubs. Mm. <laughs> that is a- <laughs> that's a good point if i get on what's the app is it lounge buddy where it tells you all the lounges in every airport if i'm flying into an airport and there's nothing on lounge buddy i'm just like upset on the plane <laughs> i just <laughs> it, i don't know why like it's just a little thing all you i can just, get is a, you feel the switch go <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> what's your pet peeve mo well when we were kind of talking about cutting lines i was thinking people who don't know how to do security so they'll go through oh, pre-check, yeah. but then they start taking their stuff out. And I'm like, what are you doing? And you I'll like try to like, yeah. I'll try to be patient and be like, you don't have to do that. But I'm also like, 
move. <laughs> Get going. Yeah, I don't have patience for that. Cause I'm well, like, clearly, you know, you should know what you're doing. You know, my pet peeve is when I'm at the top of the list as a D2. And all of a sudden, someone below me went, boom, D1. Mm-hmm. Um, and why does that upset me? Really? They, they, you can do that. You can burn your D1. But why does that upset me? So anyway, it does. I said I had a, a gal the other day who came up to me at like minus 40. And she was like, I just changed my listing to a D1. So I need you to check me in. And I was like, oh, honey, <laughs> you can't do that. And it was full. And I think she may have made it on an original spot. So like now oh, seeing no. it, I can't check her. But she was like, oh. And I was like, yeah. I said, if you relist as like your original, I'll ch- I will check you back in for that. But I was like, you can't use, you can't swap within an hour. And she was just like, oh, okay. That's good to know. And she didn't get on? No, she actually didn't even get on in her, her other spot. But she, what she would have if she would have stayed in? No, because I think she was a D2R. Oh. I think she was under like retirees benefits. So she was trying to. But oh, but then at the same time, she did come up again and she goes, well, I I did try to list over on like an Orange County. We must have been going to LA or something like that. She goes, so can you check me in for that? And I said, no, it's leaving in 20 minutes. That's even sooner. <laughs> I said, you could go talk to the gate. They may be willing to check you in and get you going on that. But I said, it's, it's way late. Bless her heart. So what are your thoughts when you hear that flank standby is so stressful? I just think it's uh, if people aren't trying hard enough. And I know that's that, that, that's a loaded question there, or loaded answer. But, I mean, flying standby. I, I was doing a count recently. I think I'm at like five or 600 standby flights. Um, and I know there's people out there who have even more. And how many? How much time? Uh, that's a good question. S- oh, yeah. Almost eight years. Seven, okay. eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one of those things where there's always a way to get there. It's going to be tough, and it can be painful, and you might have to sleep overnight in El Paso's baggage claim. But there is a way to make it happen. Uh, and I think, to be fair, right, I don't have kids right now. I, I know it's harder when you're trying to fly with a family. We're only flying one, maybe two people at a time. So we have the luxury uh, of being able to do those overnights if we need to stay anywhere. But, you know, I think there's always a way to make it happen. I, I try to take a point of pride in making sure I, well, I don't know if I should say this, not buying a plane ticket. But I think there's always a way to fly standby. Has your fiance flown by herself? On your benefits yet? Yes, many times. Oh, she just good. went uh, today. Oh, good for her. Where, mm-hmm. where did she go? She's going to College Station. Oh. Yeah, she's got family down yeah. there. <laughs> That's, I, I think I look back and uh, I was averaging buying a ticket, like a pay ticket, like once a year. And a lot of times it was like low-cost carriers in Europe where it's cheaper than the Z fare anyways. Oh, yeah. It's like Ryanair or EasyJet's cheaper than getting British Airways. So I just did that and you're guaranteed on it. But yeah, I feel like if... If you're creative, which you always seem very, what just following your flights and taking these weird routes, you're going to Phoenix, but you're stopping at a place or Palm Springs or you know somewhere else, and or taking two stops. Even I think I've seen you do to get back to Dallas from just California. Oh yeah. And if you're willing to look outside of that box a little bit, you can find those, and you're really good at that. And I think you know, when I hear people say, you know, I, I know there's definitely times that are hard, mm-hmm. but even when it's hard, if if you can be creative. And be flexible. I guess that's the other thing. Is yeah, you're definitely trading time for money, and I think yeah. it's fun. Like it's part of the adventure, right? It's fun to be able to say, or at least it's fun for me. I know it's not fun for everyone, but to be able to say, I did this crazy routing and I found my way home. It's funny you bring up uh, my fiance flying. We were even flying from. I think we commented on this from Santiago down to Pachoy, Z A L. I forget what the actual airport name is, but I think it's called Pachoy Airport. And we took separate flights. She had a revenue flight. So she bought it on one airline. 
I found a Zed fare that I was able to fly. And so we split up in Santiago, took two separate flights, and then met back up at Baggage Claim. Oh, I love that. Where's that at? <laughs> Where'd you uh, go? So that's Southern Chile. Um, well, I, I lived down there for a little bit, but I've never been to Yeah, oh, I yeah. lived in like Osorno, Valdivia. Oh, so Puerto Valdivia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we were going from Valdivia, and then we got a ride. Los Lagos was the town we went to. Ah, oh, nice. It's beautiful down there, yeah. isn't it? I didn't know you lived in Chile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been in a handful of times, so it's it's a blast. So funny story real quick, when I was going down there, we were in Santiago, and we did a quick little stop in Valdivia onto Osorno, and mm-hmm. me not knowing any Spanish... I thought they were saying we're going to Bolivia. And I was like, that's not the right way, I don't think. Like, that's a different country. Like, I was panicking. And then, so I just kept sitting there. And then we made it to Osorno. And I was like, okay, we're right where I'm supposed to be. But Oh, man, that brings up, we we did that too. Or not that, but we went down to Osorno. We took the bus from Valdivia. And the bus, I mean, things in Chile, at least at the time, like nothing was running on time. We were sitting (laughs) in the bus stop for like an hour and a half waiting for this. We thought it might have just like not showed up that day. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I like it down there. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I haven't been back down since I lived there. I've been to Santiago, but I haven't gone down south again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I need to get back down south. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing. I was telling, talking to someone recently. I mean, southern Chile, I mean, we were down there in their summertime, but it's not necessarily warm the further down you go, and especially if you're on the coast or the mountains. I mean, we were there right in the middle of their summer. It must have been like December, um, and it was raining, and it was well, cold. Still... Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't been far enough south to, to see penguins. Did you see penguins down there? I did not. I was in areas where you could have like went over to an island and seen them or like down, down south has them. Okay. Like, yeah. One day. We'll go back together. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> did you try their completos? Yes. Like their hot dogs? Yeah. So oh, good, huh? man. For, um, I forget if it was for Valentine's Day or anniversary. We made some at home recently. Oh, did you do? Yeah. That's it. Our friend Brittany was there on a layover during COVID mm-hmm. and they wouldn't even let her leave the hotel. So I was like, this is what you got to eat. This is what you got to order. So, yeah, she ordered a completo when she was stuck in the, but yeah. They're okay, and did yeah. she get it I think from she the did. hotel? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a uh, family down there or do you just love that area? She has family down there. Okay, cool. Oh, mm-hmm. is she very cool? Yeah. That's what you said you went a couple times. So I was like, they're either it's amazing, which you've always said it was. You kind of explained, I think, your area that, that you're part of the, the country as almost like Alaska with volcanoes and, and lakes. Maybe not and... as cold, but right. As the Alaska, but probably not. But but it's still, like it's that mountains and just really pretty. So yeah, and the, and the thing is, they don't like insulate or have like regular heating in their homes as well. So their homes are pretty darn cold. It's a lot of like fire stoves that. Oh keep yeah, stuff. I'd never done a wood stove before until I was down okay. there, and that was oh man, it took me forever to just do like toast and eggs. I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had a trip planned back when uh, before the merger and. She was my was my registered guest, and so we could put the registered guest, which you know was very limited on Zeds, mm-hmm. on Latam, and okay. so we had a whole trip like put time off work, yeah, and then the earthquake hit like two days, three days before we left, yeah. So we're like, now what? And we went to Hawaii because we had time off. With- <laughs> well, because our people were saying because we were gonna take the overnight bus from Santiago down south, mm-hmm. but people were like, the roads are out, like it trashed it. And like the Concepcion area and stuff. And so anyway, we were like, oh, well, I don't Even know. Even the airport was closed, wasn't it? Like, we, we're yeah. not going to chance. It was a mess. Yeah. Not have oh, nine. Have you been down to like Patagonia and stuff? That's, I haven't been I that haven't. south. No, I would yeah. like to. I think she had a cousin who did like a whole bike tour down there, like just cycling. And I mean, the pictures he would send back were fantastic. I'd love to do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I would still want to go down with you. Yeah. In I... your limited Spanish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always think I know Spanish until I go down there. Like I can order food, no problem. I can count to ten, no problem. But like having a conversation, I cannot do. And thankfully, she, my fiance, is 
at least fluent conversationally. But yeah, I, it reminds me, it humbles me every time I go down because I cannot keep up. But did you say that Chilean Spanish is different than like... It is. They have their own Spanish lingo and... and and also, the further south you get as well, the more sing-songy they are. Yes. So yeah. up north, they make fun of them down south because they think <laughs> they sound. Yeah. And it's like different words. Like, oh, man, Nicole has a whole list of them. But like polto is a good example. Like polto is avocado instead of avogato or aguacate. But yeah, it's like little things that you hear and I I can't keep up. I just can't do it. And the color babies like wawas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got their own little slang down there. Yeah. Very cool. That's mm-hmm. how we need to go. Yeah, so you just got to be real excited when you start talking about Chile. <laughs> and we were doing another trip in there. We went to go all the way to South, remember? Yeah, we were going to do Santiago and get... For 24 hours or 48 hours? Yeah, so yeah. quick. And then we couldn't get late flats, so and then we're like, nope. Yeah, and the agent kept saying, but we've got a, like good exit row seats. And we were like, nah. But the thing is, yeah, if you could sleep on the way down, then you could hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. And then and it then... left late. At, did it leave late at night coming back too? So you would just sleep through yeah, the I night, come so. back or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are perfect. We would do those weekend trips all the time. Leave on a Friday night, get there Saturday morning, leave Sunday night, get back Monday morning, and then just go straight into the office from there. Best trips. That's awesome. Tiring, I'm sure. But yeah, (laughs) I would sleep in the Starbucks parking lot over here. (laughs) If you were teaching a new hire class, Connor, and focusing on non-revenue travel, what, what would be some of the main things you'd want to make sure that they take home with them? I mean, I think you kind of have to start with the basics. And this may be like super basic, but like first flight of the day, always a good idea. Yeah, I feel like you have to do that. I mean, it sucks. We were just talking about a trip we did to Las Vegas where we had to take the first flight of the day. First flight of the day out of Vegas. I mean, it's it's brutal, especially if you've been out all night. But I mean, it's probably a really good place. (laughs) That's the best place to do it. Yeah. Yeah, People who just don't show up. Best place. Outside of that, I think you have to tell them about connecting cities, right? Different focus cities, hubs, places Mm -hmm. where if you get stuck, Try to get to this oasis because you're going to have way more options than trying to get out of a specific line station. So let's talk, because I, I, I think Austin's an oasis. It is, yeah. Well, and I guess it depends on airlines too. Yeah, but it I depends know on your airline. On our airline, it's Austin and, and El Paso. It depends mm-hmm. on where you're going direction-wise, but yeah, because for, for us it is between like say here, and but because if you're going East Coast to East Coast, then probably may not want to go through El Paso. But, but you could go to Austin. But just, but yeah. just look for those places, though. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, perfect. I mean, and y'all know XNA, I assume. The what? XNA. Have you ever flown in Northwest Arkansas? Arkansas? Uh, we From Phoenix, we oh. just started flying there. So I've never been there. But is that a good little that is, secret? Oh, yeah, I'm sure we might get a hate comment here or there. But yeah, that is an oasis for Because it's just like a Walmart oh. place, right? Yes. That's so what have. Airlines have it for Walmart. But then. Mm-hmm. But tons of airlines, tons of flights. What, what's the three-letter code for that? XNA. XNA, okay. Yeah. What else What else would you... Outside of that, I mean, carry on. Obviously, you have to do that. But I, I think some people take that too much. There's times you have to check. And yeah. I think don't be afraid if your plans require it. But I would say nine times out of 10, avoid the check bag if you can. And then lastly, I do think, personally, for someone who has spent so many times getting rolled over or getting stuck, you have to at least explore the option of lounge membership. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. No, it's not for everyone. That's a good one. It's good. That's a good tip. I always say pack a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I just told Standby Secrets that last night. I go, always pack one. Throw it in your bag. You can eat it five days later. I mean, good point. So if you need food and you don't have a protein bar or something with you. Wait, I want to expand on that because I've always been afraid to bring anything peanut related on a plane. Oh. So is that much of an issue? No. And it's very rare that we'll have someone say, Okay. you know, now, especially because no one serves peanuts any longer. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what made me nervous about it. Because you're right, I love peanut butter and jelly. I could eat those all day, warm, cold, frozen, uh, whatever. Um, but instead, I've been doing like RX bars or like little individually wrapped ones. And those, they, those work. They do, except they melt. The oh. ones with the chocolate, they'll melt. And then you pull it open, it's all nasty looking, which is fine. <laughs> but <laughs> Just licking that wrapper. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, snacks, that's a really good point. Yeah. And I always have to have like a reusable cup. Like yeah, reusable. You can, you can refill it with anything. Mm-hmm. My brother's got one of those collapsible ones. It's like rubber, not rubber. I guess plastic on the sides. He like screws it down and it collapses into like the size of oh, that's a, a yeah camping those, one. Yeah. Camping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do have to practice drinking those though. Like if you try oh, really? to drink it like normal, you'll spill all over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like falling. You you're big into the the bag game. Yes. So how did that start? And tell us a little bit about that. Oh, man. I thought I was going to be this like big bag reviewer. Like if you guys do you know who Pack Hacker is or the company Pack Hacker? I have heard. Okay. So they fantastic. They do a really good job. They review backpacks, bags, sling bags, anything for a traveler. And they kind of have two different. It's like travelers. And then if you've ever heard the term EDC, everyday carry, those types of people. These are the types of people who want backpacks that have pockets for every little thing. They talk about all the stuff that they bring with them on their everyday carry they will not leave their house without like 20 things they need a backpack that fits all 20 things and so that's what they do really good job of explaining it and i thought through standby with me and everything i was doing i was like let me just go buy a bunch of bags so i think this happened in probably around the pandemic time i was just like on poshmark ebay craigslist facebook marketplace i was looking for another bag and i found a lot of bags that were i mean retail very expensive 100 something 200 something dollars you find a lot of people who buy all these fancy bags, do all this research, only take them on a couple trips, and then sell them because they realize they don't need a $200 backpack. So you can find a lot of very, quote unquote, fancy bags for a fairly steep discount on the secondhand market. So my idea was I will go buy all these bags that I want to try, figure out which one I like, post some sort of review, and then sell the rest of them because I already got them at a discount. I have so many bags in my closet right now. (laughs) So if you guys want some, I'm happy. I'll I'll get them off. Um, I've been telling myself I was going to review them and actually post on YouTube because that's the one channel I have not explored. Okay. It just seems it's intimidating. You you talk about audio editing and video editing. I'm not trained in that. I'm not good at that. Um, And I haven't taken the time to go learn it. So I have some bags that I've kept away that I really like that I would love to review one day. But yeah, I just got a closet full of fancy backpacks That's now. That's funny. I, get, I love bags. I just bought a bunch of new bags. Like I think it was like Blue Moon or something like that. Because mm-hmm. they were on like really discount anyway. So I get the bags. I love, I love Yeah. Have you traveled with a picnic basket? Oh, so many times. I love picnic baskets. So what do you do with that? Like a day trip or what's that? Yeah. So I think this also came from the pandemic too. Uh, my fiance and I decided once a month we weren't traveling as much uh, but we wanted to take a road trip and right the pandemic was really going into effect like march april kind of springtime 2020 and if you are where we live in texas that means it's blue bonnet season yeah um yeah so we were going around locally looking for blue bonnets kind of taking road trips finding blue bonnets and so we would pack a picnic basket we would go get like cheese, sliced meats, maybe a bottle of wine or sparkling wine or beer. We really liked doing brewery chips when we did this. And we'd go find a local place to pick all that stuff up, fill up our picnic basket, and then find a place to take pictures and blue bonnets. And so we started doing that every month. And we realized the picnic basket that we had fits perfectly underneath a seat. Oh, cool. So oh. we're like, let's just start taking this on day trips. 
So yeah, we would just do day trips. I remember doing, I think one of our first ones was probably like Pensacola, just kind of flew in, went to Publix. It's Publix. Yeah. Got a, like a pub sub, threw it in the picnic basket, grabbed some local beer, went to the beach, ate it up. I remember we forgot a knife. So I actually used my Amex Platinum card, <laughs> which sounds disgusting, but I had never used it. It was, I was an authorized user on a friend's. I'd never bought anything with it. I think I'd only been to the lounge once or twice. I was like, it's fairly clean. So, <laughs> a little hand sanitizer on it. You're good to go. Yeah, we're cutting cheese with this Amex Platinum card and it's great. It's nice. It's thick. It's stiff. So it works. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, love doing picnic baskets. We've got two of them now. One that fits underneath the seat and then one that fits like in the overhead compartment. So is it, is, insula- is it insulated then? Not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a cheap one we found. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's like literally falling apart now. That's why I had to get the second one. One of them is uh, like hot glued together. Like the handle's broken a couple times. <laughs> it's got some character, let's say. And there's nothing special about it, but it does have a strap for like a coffee mug. So it'll like go around the little handle. Oh, cool. And then a strap for plates if you need them do you get weird looks at tsa when you have a picky basket oh, yeah through? everyone loves it it's like we'll walk through with tsa and it just <laughs> makes us the most popular people in line everyone's commenting on it so it's a lot of fun um and the one of them kind of looks like a luggage it's got handles kind of like an old school clamshell luggage uh, or suitcase so i love it um get comments on it all the time it's fun that's awesome and then at the gate you go it's just my food yeah, it doesn't exactly. count. Food doesn't count. Oh, yeah. I think we posted a video of us having to. This was actually the day I proposed. I had distracted uh, my fiance telling her, hey, we're going to go pack a picnic. And that's how I proposed, kind of wrapped that all into it. So I proposed while she was carrying the picnic basket. Uh, and then we were flying out of San Jose that day. And of course, got rolled over. We were like sitting at the airport and we had this whole packed picnic basket. Um, so we're just like in the gated area, just munching on cheese and crackers and nuts and. It's a nice way to uh, pack a snack yeah. and bring it with you. Yep, that's that's kind of cute. That is cute. How is she non revving? We once we're at the airport, it's great. We are both procrastinators, and we are not. We don't pack ahead of time. Literally, like she was packing an hour before her flight today, <laughs> and so when it's both of us doing it at the same time, oh, that's it's stressful. The yeah. morning of is so bad. But she's she's flexible. Like she understands the way you do things, and she's good with them. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So did you? Put her through all the tests before you proposed, just to make sure. <laughs> yep. Okay. Definitely. And it took a while for me to put her as a registered companion. The first like year and a half we dated, I think, it was still my little brother. Um, so that was a big moment when we finally switched her over. How did he take it? He, he still brings it up. He's still a little <laughs> upset about it. <laughs> but he's fine. He makes more money than I do. <laughs> those wounds are real, though. Yes. <laughs> Mo, Mo has those wounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. You talk about <laughs> advice for new hires. Picking your, a good registered companion is not an easy task. No. No, that's a good one. What's funny is people that don't even travel use the benefits. They still hate it when they lose them. It's like, but you are not flying. Yeah. <laughs> like It's like, but the option, I could go to Paris tomorrow if I wanted. Yeah. That, 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 that. Not that I would, but I could. Have you ever done that? Just decided the day before you're going somewhere like that? Um, not quite. I think it's been two days out. My friend and I decided to go to Spain. Mm-hmm. I was kind of looking. I was like, oh, like first her business was open both ways. So I kind of text her and it's like, do you have the days off? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, let's go. Those are some of the best trips, though. I love that. that jobs, yeah. yeah. What's one of your favorite trips doing that? It's funny. So spontaneous. Oh, man. Paris was a good one. I had very low expectations of Paris. It was not somewhere that was high on my list. I had heard things. They're like, oh, Paris is not fun. People don't like Americans there. And so for that reason, I wasn't super excited about going. 
And I remember being at the airport and I can't even remember where we were trying to go. Me and my fiance were there. We didn't make whatever flight we were. And then we ran into a friend of ours who was literally in line to board the Paris flight. And he's like, hey, there's still seats open on this one. If you're interested, come on down. So we <laughs> switched our PNRs there, went out. And it was a blast. Paris, we, I remember landing and we still didn't have our hotel book. So we were sitting in the airport in Charles de Gaulle, like scrolling through, trying to figure out which Hyatts we could stay at because we had a ton of Hyatt points at the time. Um, I think we actually switched. We might have done IHG there too because we had like a free IHG annual certificate that was expiring. And so we probably spent like 45 minutes at the airport, like international arrivals before we found a place to go. We're like, this is, because we had done no research. This is not a place yeah. we wanted to go. Yeah, there's like a bunch of them. I mean, we didn't know the numbers. We didn't know the system. We didn't know where to stay. So we struggled. But once we were there, I mean, we had a blast. Tried escargot for the first time. We did the whole picnic under the Eiffel Tower thing. You'll find okay. picnics are a recurring theme for us. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So just make sure you were already at the airport going somewhere else and then decided to go. Exactly. That's that's quick. That's <laughs> Best yeah. bets. Best yeah. bets. <laughs> and that's a good point. Sorry, going back to the tips. I mean, you have to be prepared for just going to put somewhere with a completely different climate. So we always pack, always pack a swimsuit, always pack like some sort of sweater or like a light jacket. And if you can fit it, an extra rain jacket, like a, just a really light one, something that's really packable, fit, doesn't take up a whole lot of space in the bag because you never know if you're going to end up like on the other side of the world. That sounds yeah. like my reserve overnight bag. Yeah. When I'm on reserve, because I, I, am I going to Hawaii? Am I going to London? Or am I going to Des Moines? <laughs> it reminds me of when we had your, I think your friends with, on social media, Nick and Brittany from uh, uh, Family on Standby. Mm-hmm. And when we recorded them and they talked about, they were telling their friends, we're going to Hawaii, going to Hawaii. And they started post, posting pictures in Frankfurt. Yeah. And they're like, I thought you were going to Hawaii. And they're like, oh yeah, that didn't work out. So we just went to Frankfurt instead. So it's like, <laughs> but very different climates of like what you would pack for Hawaii trip or there they were able to. Just switch it and go. So, yeah, always got to be prepared. We've, we've talked about credit cards a little bit on the show and we've had people on. I know that you have a vast knowledge of it. So, if you're telling me, because I'm looking for an, another one, very simple. So, can you tell me, like, maybe if you're starting new or maybe you already have this on your page, we can re- mm-hmm. reference to that. But where would you say where I should start at? Because I have the one to our club and that's it. Okay. Gotcha. So that's, that's a good place to start for yeah. sure. And then I think it's always good to preface this. And I, I've realized this the more I talk about credit cards. Credit cards aren't for everyone, right? I, I think some people, right, you have to be in a very specific state to even get to a point where you're starting to apply for credit cards just for the perk. So, right, if you're in debt, credit cards aren't for you. If you're not someone who likes to keep up with like monthly expenses and making sure you're giving your payments on time, travel credit cards aren't for you. But if you've done all that and you're ready for a next one and you already have lounge access. I mean, hotel cards is where tons of value right now. And and there's a couple different ones. You can go the co-branded route or you can go the transferable partner route. If you are, so if you've only got one credit card, that means you're under Chase's 524 rule, which is basically you can't have more than five Chase new credit cards within a 24 month span. So Sapphire preferred or reserve, if you're interested in priority pass lounges are options. Those who are DFW-based or anywhere who will have a Capital One lounge soon, the VentureX is a fantastic value proposition right now. And then if you're looking for one that has a hundred-ish dollar annual fee, so less than some of the more premium ones, the co-branded cards right now, the IHG one's really good, the Hyatt one's really good. The Hilton's, you have to make sure you're looking at what bonuses are available, Amex, and it kind of changes on the Hilton cards every once in a while. 
And then the Marriott card, I don't think the bonus is super good right now, but keep an eye out for them. You just kind of have to pick whoever has given you the best bonus. That's the one to go for. Okay. When you say best bonus, because I'm, I'm in the, I'm shopping right now for a hotel card. So I, okay, yeah. yeah. And I'm, so someone said the Hilton Aspire. Mm-hmm. I don't like that one. Okay. I'll be honest. No, no. I, that's why I'm asking you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the reason for that is because, right, you have to look at, right, I think the Aspire might have the most points on the bonus, but you also have to look at how much those points are worth. And like, let's say one Hyatt point is probably equal to like four or five Hilton points. So you kind of have to do some conversion charts. Um, and what I would recommend for anyone who is looking for a hotel card, go take a look at some destinations that you're looking into. Look on the app for how much per night the award costs are. So how many points does it cost? Um, for example, I'll go places where it's fairly, if, if you're going to like a fairly large city, it's easy to find a Hyatt that might cost five, eight thousand points per night. Hilton's, I was just looking recently, I could not find a Hilton that was under like 40,000 points a night. Oh, oh So okay. you got to find out what those redemption art charts are. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Tons. Thank you. Very good. So one more thing back and then we'll close it up. I think if, if, if teaching, and I know the new hire cost is a little different because they can't Zed, but I think letting them know about the Zed, so when they're mm-hmm. ready for it, including staff traveler and yes. knowing that that's accessible, like you can get on there and get loads for airlines all over the world because that'll help them from getting stuck. Yeah, so. staff traveler is fantastic. When I was down in Chile, that's what I used. Um, I've used it all over the place, even if I need to Zed domestically. Um, I was so intimidated about Zed. I don't know about y'all, but the first time I did it was in Spain and it was already like the language barrier and I didn't know what the process was and I was so scared. But it's once you've kind of figured it out and I forget what the, was it Fly Zed Info website, the generic it brings one? it down, yeah. Yeah. Take a look at that. It walks you through everything you need to know. Yeah, it's so nice to have those loads. Like though, it, it just, because everyone, a lot of people, they don't know, they just look, this is our airline. And honestly, like we like flying our airline because it's free. Mm-hmm. But if you know, sometimes like just a little bit more money and you can open up all these doors or just, especially if you're just stuck or if you just, sometimes it's either easier. You say, if I pay $30, I can get there now or else I can wait all day to up my flight. I lose a whole day, you know, till so. Yeah. And having staff traveler, right. Gives you the visibility into those loads instead of just trusting the little smiley faces on the Z page. Yeah. I mean, staff traveler makes, it makes Z so much easier. Yeah. They've been great. So it helps with your decisions. For yes. sure. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go through your standby with me on all different platforms. And yep. then is it the same for the blog if people want to go find that? Yep. Just standbywithme.com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining us. This Thanks, has Connor. been something yeah. we wanted for a long time. And we're glad you're with us and we're here in your backyard today. So we find it. But if you're ever in Phoenix, let us know. We'll do. Yeah, we're always there. It's for. Because you come over there for spring training. Yep. I'm a Sun Devil. So I'll go there for football. <gasps> oh, yeah. That's games. right. You and your dad went to yeah, we Durant's. Did. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you for the recommendation. Oh, that I love fantastic. that place. Yeah, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're coming through. So, say hello. Monique may be mad because that's when she's working. Uh, what do you yeah. mean? When you're at the gates. Oh, yeah, I'm always angry at the gates. <laughs> Every <laughs> time I fly into Phoenix, I like look around the gates. I'm like, is she here? And I've never seen you when I go through. But one of these days, I'm sure yeah. it'll happen. Yeah. Just Send a message. The big hair. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come up for my hiding in the break room or the bag room. So, say hello. So, but yeah, it was great to meet you. And we're glad we got to do this. So, and uh, so everyone go follow Connor and stand by with me and uh, follow up for his tips and stuff but uh, thank you 
you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Right. Bye. This has been Non-Rev Lounge. This episode was sponsored by Staff Traveler, which is the number one app to get your non-rev loads. It is used by over 400,000 people from all airlines in the world and built to make your non-rev trips easy and stress-free. Sign up now for free at stafftraveler.com forward slash non-rev lounge. I met your crew chief the other day on the flight. Did you hear about that? What do you mean? The guy that was, remember when I left for London? Just this last trip. Okay. Um, so this guy, he came on board, you know, before we started boarding and he was crew chief. And I said, do you know Tyler? He goes, yeah, he was on my crew yesterday. I go, oh, I was hoping he was on your crew today. He goes, no. And he goes, well, how do you know him? I go, He's my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at me. <laughs> and I go, I go, I go, he's my boyfriend. In fact, he, he just took a picture of my plane the other day. And he's like, just staring at me. And I, <laughs> he doesn't know if we should laugh he or He doesn't what. know what to do. <laughs> no, he said you were sitting on the, he says he always likes to sit on the tug away from everyone. He's on his phone. <laughs> I was pretty sure that was you. <laughs> I go, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> That's funny. I'm ready. I'm nervous. Oh, are you really? I'm so nervous. Oh, you, no you should see me on Flying Smarter podcast. I was so nervous. Yeah. I can't even listen to it because I was going, um, mm, oh. He started off by saying, I'm so excited to meet you and I'm so like, you're so amazing. And so she, she was like, <laughs> got nervous. I got to do good now. And I said to Tyler, I go, I just felt like I couldn't live up to that because mm-hmm. the way he was going off, I was like, oh, I, I can't, I can't live up to that. And then I kept saying, mm. And he didn't cut out the ums. She goes, so I do that normally? And I was like, not that bad, but you have some. I had no idea. But he she cuts was, mine um, out. Um, oh, um. you better cut all of mine out. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm nervous now. No, oh, you're no, good. no. He makes it sound good. You could sound real dumb and he'll make you sound smart. You could, people yesterday <laughs> were like, you guys <laughs> are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I, we're much better recorded and edited than in life. Are you going to say something? Nope. I always turn it off and then you say something. I wish I wouldn't turn it off. So I'm gonna... <laughs> Nope. Like you said, the F word last time. <laughs> That's because I was cocktailing. About crew scheduling. <laughs> <laughs>